Oh, hey there. You are listening to Lady Talk Radio. I'm your host and friend, Stacey Ray. And on this show, we are going to get real with each other. We're going to have chats that matter to us as women. Occasionally, we'll probably get a little spicy if needed. And I've told you in past episodes that some of these might be ones that make you cry. I feel like this episode is one of those ones. I didn't actually even grasp how special this episode was going to be when I scheduled it in with these two amazing humans, but here we are on this Father's Day weekend 2021. We have the honor of getting to hear the story of a father and daughter as they walk the times of life. You're going to hear the growth. You're going to hear the beauty. You're going to hear the love. You're going to hear more love. It is one of the most moving episodes that I feel I've done. And wherever you are in your own relationship with your father, whether that relationship exists at all, whether it's challenging, whether it's beautiful, my hopes is this episode will touch your heart in just the ways that you need. I know it did mine. You may even hear me in my own process through this episode as I was dipping into my own relationship with my father. I feel like I could preface this conversation pretty much all day because it's just that beautiful, but let's get into this. Here is Kira Noel and her father, Steve Dengate. Welcome to the show. This feels so incredibly special. We dropped in for a few minutes beforehand and I can already tell just the necessity of this conversation for the listeners and and also just the timing I feel like with Father's Day so welcoming Kira back to the show you've been on the show quite a few times now I feel like you're you're just a veteran and and Steve her father coming on the show which I'm so so honored to have you on thank you so much for saying yes and for coming on to like share such a special topic I feel like this is something that I personally haven't heard on a lot of shows And it just feels like such a sacred journey that we as women go on with our fathers and that fathers go on with their daughters. So thanks for coming on, you two. Thank you. It's honestly, it's a super honor for for me to be here with you and and be here to share our journey together, Kira and I. It's yeah, it really touches me. So thanks. Thanks, Stacey. Appreciate it. Yeah. I think the episode will definitely show our, our honor and gratitude for being on the show. This is <laughs> the first time we've been um, actually asked to come on a show together and speak about our journey. So um, my dad and I had a little drop in before and we're just like, okay, this is, this is a big thing. This is a big thing for us to really get vulnerable with, um, you know, the path that we've been on together and, and also sharing that with the world because we feel like it'll, you know, it could help a lot of others just navigate their own personal journey. So thanks, Stacey. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. So at the time of this episode, uh, I feel like it's relevant just to share kind of where you're both at currently before we dive into kind of where you were, you know, how would you describe your relationship now where you're at personally in your life? Whoever wants to kind of go first. Sure. <laughs> They're doing sign language. <laughs> yeah, Sign language is great. Um, I would say, I mean, at least in my experience, I would say that our relationship is probably the best it's ever been. Um, yeah, they're already starting to come through. So yeah, I would say that it's, it's the best it's ever been for sure. Um, I feel like we've, as you'll hear in the episode, you know, we've been through a lot together, but it feels like this really solid 
father-daughter bond, but also just like rock in life. You know, it's like we're, we're on this very um, distinct growth path, each of us. And we're like our, I feel like we're like each other's biggest supporters. You know, it's like, yeah, dad, like you go and do your thing. And he's like, yeah, hon, like you go and do your thing. And, and it feels very, um, feels very pure right now. Beautiful. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. Um, the, you know, to your point about it being that it's the deepest, right? It's the deepest, most vulnerable, um, most open, most honest, I feel like we've ever been. And, and that's, honestly, that's where I've strived to get to you know, in my relationship it, within myself, first and foremost, so that I could bring that into my relationship. And I feel like, you know, we're at that place now, Kira and I, where, you know, she just, you know, she reaches out to me, like, very freely, very openly, very vulnerably. And, uh, and I don't take that for granted, like that, that I feel so grateful, I feel honored. You know, I feel honored that she is willing to, to be open and vulnerable and share and, and ask. And um, it really means a lot to me. And so, you know, that's a place that, that we've not always been, but that's definitely the place where we're at right now. Yeah. Thanks for giving that, that little drop-in moment too, because it's just, it's beautiful to start with where we're at, you know, like present moment. For those of you that are listening, you're going to hear the journey of getting to that present moment. And I'm just really excited to hear that because I know there's no way we could hit on every point of that journey in, you know, an hour-ish, you know, but just to share those, those moments that were really pivotal for both of you. And I know that a lot of women are struggling with the father-daughter relationship. So I just feel really um, clear that this is a conversation that we should be having more, you know? Um, I don't know if you've seen those. I had this little flash here, just as you guys were sharing. Have you seen those uh, skin deep interviews online? I think they're called skin deep. There's a few different people who are doing them where they sit people down and they give them these little cards and they have these like really deep, vulnerable conversations on camera. I had this moment where I was like, whoa, am I facilitating one of those right now? This is so bizarre. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. That was not intentional, but yet we will do it. Um, I love it. So I think we're all craving those those more vulnerable and just honest conversations with people in our lives, right? So it just makes sense. So there will probably be tears. I'm almost emotional already just listening to the both of you. So let's dive in. So let's go back. Let's go back, back, you know, to moments where you, you know, you feel like the relationship really even began, right? Because I know for myself with my dad, it was really young, right? When you really start to establish like, this is who my dad is and this is who he isn't and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, what can you share about those like early memories of just like coming into that relationship with each other? Okay. I, I'll take the wheel on this one. Cause I think this is a really good, this is a good starting place. So, uh, my parents got divorced when I was six. Um, and I truthfully, I don't feel like I remember anything before that. I remember the exact date where we were the whole conversation, but before that it was like my brain blocked it up. Um, and so truthfully, it was like, that was from there on six years old and on, 
was when the relationship with my dad really built. And we had, you know, we had a great, a great childhood and I can totally, you know, totally give that to him. Like he provided us an amazing upbringing and, um, and that's kind of how the relationship with him got built. Like I, it was a daddy's little girl. He was my hero. Like, you know, I watched him go to work and I was like, this is so cool. Like I wanted to go and visit him at work. Like there is, he was such a huge, cool role model for me. Um, and, and that was clear. And I think that was clear for a lot of people that we were, um, we were close and there was this like admiration that I had for him. Um, and to the point where that same relationship that I had with him, I think threatened a lot of people on the outside as well. Cause we had this really, um, this really strong bond together. And, you know, I remember Friday nights we would go, we would have like Friday night shopping dates and, you know, I love, I love going to dad's house. Like it wasn't like my parents are divorced and, you know, I love going to mom's house and I don't like going to dad's house. It was, my parents are really good at creating this very harmonious um, childhood, even though they were divorced. Um, and, and I think, and I'll give him full credit for this, like the conscious parenting, even if he didn't even know he was doing it, he, he had that, you know, he did that. Um, and that's, I think a really important point that I just want to bring up right now is even though our relationship went through so many ups and downs and trials and things, um, I do feel very blessed to have a father like him that I can, you know, I can go through this journey and it can bring us closer versus bring us farther apart. So I just want to say that, that like, I totally honor the specialness of the relationship that we have. And I don't take that for granted by any means. Um, so yeah, so my, you know, going back to my childhood, we had a really good relationship. So, you know, Friday night, date nights, we went shopping. <laughs> that was the thing. I remember him going to his men's store and I would go to, you know, Abercrombie and Fitch and get my Abercrombie <laughs> and Fitch t-shirt. <laughs> oh, that was a thing. <laughs> so, Abercrombie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those days. So, you know, we had, we had a really good relationship. And then he also, he was so involved with, you know, my school. He was so involved with sports. I grew up playing basketball. He was my basketball coach for many years. Um, we won four championships together, so no big deal. Oh, <laughs> let's take a pause there for a moment. Um, yeah, so it was, it was really, it was such a great childhood and we had such a strong bond. Um, but then as relationships change and we grow and evolve, it was him entering a phase of bringing girlfriends or dating other people. You know, he went, he went a long time without dating anyone. So him bringing other people into his life and then also me going off to university. Um, and that all happened very young. This was about, I was about 16 when 15, 16, when all of this kind of shifted. Um, so it was at that point that I feel like that was a huge growth period for both of us. And that was a time when our relationship really shifted and we went through a good, well, 10-ish years of very immense growth and challenges, growth portals, I would say. Um, 
yeah, so that's kind of that my little portion of it. We had a, an amazing bond growing up and we were being asked to deepen that. And I'll leave it at that and let dad go. <laughs> okay, beautiful. Thanks for sharing that. And yay, basketball coach dad, come on. <laughs> so I'm so curious to hear like just in, in what you just heard her share too, like where where that how that was for you, your your side of it and your experience. You know, this is this is really interesting because obviously I'm I'm gonna hear and Kira's probably gonna hear from me things that we haven't heard from each other before, right? And so just that, just her sharing there was really touching. For me, um, so if I step back, <clears throat> I'm going to go back actually to the day she was born, and um, in our family there had not been uh, girls. You know, for a few generations there had been no females, and um, Kira has a brother, is an older brother, and. So that was sort of a natural sort of evolutionary gener uh, generational thing for us. Uh, so when we had Kira, uh, I remember coming out of the hospital and questioning myself as to whether I was going to be a worthy dad for her. Like I was deeply, I mean, even as I say it right now, I'm, I'm, I'm touched, I'm moved by it. Um, it, that was a big moment and I, and I, I totally remember just walking out of the hospital, walking towards my car and the emotion and the feelings that I was having in me. And, um, and so it, 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 it's really started for me there. Right. And it was like, yeah, I mean, I'm going to do whatever I can do, you know, to be the best possible dad I can be. And, um, and, and that, that was always part of my motivation, right? That, and, I, and, and that feeling that I had coming out of the hospital and to Kira's point, you know, fast forward to the, to the divorce, um, you know, that was a huge pivotal moment in her life and, and my life and, and Jason's life as well. And, 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 and her mom's life too, for sure. Um, and that was a point in time where I, I knew there was more that I could give to my parenting. I knew there was more that I could give in life and that this divorce was a catalyst for that for me. And that was really the point in time where I began on my own journey. I really wasn't on a journey prior to that. That was, that was the catalyst for me to begin the journey. And I shared this with Kira actually uh, before coming on. And that was one of the very first people that I, I, I went to. I, I went to a program called the Hoffman Quadrinity Process, which was the very first personal development program, let's call it, that I had ever been on. And it was a week-long program, very intense program. Um, but I came out of there with, a feeling that there was so much more available for me in life. And I met a woman there who was an osteopath and I went to start doing work with her and second or third time in, 
session I had with her, she said to me that, you know, the greatest gift that you can give to your children is the, is the work that you do on yourself. And whoa, that was such a big and deep message for me because post the divorce, I had sort of made a commitment that my focus was going to be on my own personal growth, my parenting, and thirdly, my job. And, and so when she said that to me, it was like, wow, that touches the two of the most important elements in my life, my own growth and my relationship and parenting with my kids, right? And I needed no more motivation to continue on that journey. And, um, you know, and, it, and it's, it's, it's been a very big commitment of mine for like, over 20 years now. So that, well, now I think I'll leave it at that, at that for this point, because we've got a lot more to get to, but, you know, that's sort of the beginning um, of, of where we're at. And, and then, the, the, like I said, the catalyst of, of change really came from the divorce. Wow. I almost don't even want to interject. I feel like you two are in such a flow and, Steve, just the, the way that you're sharing your experience is so moving. I feel like, you know, just listening to your process, I could just feel your heart so much in, in what you shared and goodness, those personal development seminars. Hey, like <laughs> just take us on a journey, open up the floodgates. So, wow. I just love that. And I never heard of that one that you mentioned. So I thought that was so interesting. Um, yeah. That is just phenomenal. I feel like I actually want to ask you like where, where to go from here? Like what feels like the most, you know, the next moment that just really opened up this, this next leg of the journey for both of you. Do you want me to go Kira? Go for it. Yeah. Well, you know, and Kira alluded to it, which was that, you know, I had made a commitment that I wasn't really going to get involved in any relationships um, for a number of years. And, you know, and, and we continue to, to grow our relationship. I continue to, to grow my relationship with, uh, you know, her and her brother. And, you know, I did the sporting things with them and did the shopping things. And, you know, Kira and I had a show that we watched Survivor every Tuesday nights, I, I think it was, right? Um, and so, you know, we continue to grow and, and develop um, collectively and individually, you know, during this time. And, um, and then the, the big next step, I think, was me deciding that I was it was time for me to start to get involved in a relationship. And this was probably, yeah, Kira, about 15. So about eight or nine years post-divorce. And, uh, and I felt anxious doing it. Uh, I felt on one side that I really wanted to, to move into a relationship. And on the other side, I felt anxious about how that might impact my relationship with, uh, with Kira, especially. And, and it was tricky. It was very tricky for me. Um, I had been a pleaser 
for most of my life. And when I began to get involved in this relationship, that whole pleasing thing really surfaced in a pretty big way because I was trying to please Kira and I was trying to please, um, you know, my new relationship. And that just wasn't working very well at all. Um, and I could feel tension all the time. I could feel tension within myself. So I was bringing tension into both relationships. And yeah, it was just, it, it was just very, very uncomfortable. And, and frankly, I didn't know how to deal with it. You know, I wasn't skilled enough to, to know how to deal with that. Um, how to have, you know, how, how to be an intimate partner relationship and how to be a dad of, of my daughter who, you know, we had this very close, special relationship for a period of time. And, uh, and so I struggled. I struggled big time with that. And it hurt my relationship with Kira. It hurt my relationship with Tammy, who is now my partner now. Um, and it impacted, I think, Kira and Tammy's relationship. It impacted all of our relationships. It, it really became, uh, I don't want to say a mess, but it was, it was messy. <laughs> it was messy for sure. Let's, we, we can be honest. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was quite a mess. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it was a mess, right? And um, and I didn't know where to go with it. I, you know, I, I was looking for help, and that was part of my my journey was mm. where do I go with this? How do I how do I be in relationship with somebody and continue to evolve my loving relationship with my daughter? Um, very difficult. Very difficult. I don't know how you felt about that, Kira, but that was probably. I'm sure, I'm sure you felt it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd love to kind of chime in on this. Um, yeah. So it was about 15, 16 um, that we could feel like that tension that my dad's speaking of. It's like, we, we could feel that, like that was very, you know, also coming from me and my dad being very energetically sensitive. It's like, it's, it's not hard to read what's going on with us. Like we're, we're pretty much, you know, what's going on. So I could literally send dad a text, just feeling him and being like, Hey, what's up? And like something would be up or vice versa. Right. Like we have that kind of relationship. So um, knowing that we're almost in this really tense relationship, kind of walking on eggshells, like it was just such a contrast to what we were used to. Um, and before I kind of go into that, I just want to touch on what, you know, a point that dad said about the personal development journey. Um, because for me, I always said that my personal development journey started here, 15 and 16. And it actually wasn't until we touched base a couple of days ago where I realized, no, like that journey started when I was six, like when we had the divorce. And again, to my conscious parents, they put us in divorce counseling. And I remember those four walls, the counselor there, like when I was a little girl and I remember all of that. And, you know, there's a part of me that I guess just was like, no, that like that didn't count, but it did. That was a huge, it was like this, like it like primed me for this next evolution of our relationship. Um, so anyway, fast forward 
15, 16 was, yeah, when I felt that tension as well. Um, and it was hard for me. It was hard. And I don't know how this is going to come across, but it was hard for me to feel like I was losing my dad to somebody else. And um, it was, it, it's right, it was right there that I, I knew that that desire to have a relationship with him, like there was no giving up on that. And I think it was that, um, you know, that super strong desire uh, that, you know, for both parts that really guided us through all of the trials and tribulations that we went through. Um, and I think that's a big piece that me and him wanted to share is despite all of you know, the heartache that went on, we, we definitely had this massive mutual desire um, where, where we wanted this relationship. You know, we wanted to make it work. We wanted to have a strong bond. We wanted to be able to grow through this stuff together. Um, and so there were, yeah, there were a lot of times for the next 10-ish years where many times me and him didn't speak. Many times we, you know, I lived with my mom. Many times there were a lot of um, silent months that went on. Um, even though both of us knew that we wanted a relationship together, it was almost like those silent months served a purpose for us to both go on our, our personal journeys. And, um, you know, I, I remember jumping on a, a plane by myself and going to Chicago for a Tony Robbins event. And I was like, I was like in the middle of my shit. And I'm like, it's like 17, 16 year old girl. I'm like Tony Robbins event. And that energy will totally shake you out of whatever <laughs> shit you're in. <laughs> so that was, um, yeah, I mean, there were so many things. And then we actually did this personal development journey together. So my divorced parents, came together and they went on a personal development week long retreat um, with me wow. and my brother, just as like kind of co-parenting us in this retreat. I mean, it was phenomenal. Like, yeah, I mean, I, their conscious parenting was out of this world. Um, and from there, I just continued to crave that feeling of, of like finding home within myself so that I could keep showing up to this relationship that I so craved and wanted from like with my dad, you know, it's like, if I didn't have that stable foundation, um, there would be no way that I would have lasted and like saw the bigger, higher vision for both of us. And, um, yeah, it's just been many, many, many years of committing to our own personal journey and, never losing sight of this deep desire to have a relationship, a really strong father-daughter relationship together. And that looked like taking space a lot of the times that looked like sometimes feeling so freaking hurt from each other that looked like saying things that were hurtful or, you know, it, it was all of it. Like the mess was there. Like it was, it was chaos for some years and um it brought up all of our stuff and it brought up all of our stuff so that we could land here and speak to you today about, you know, 
we're, we're rock solid because of that. Yeah. Oh, gosh, you're getting a lot of head nods throughout this whole <laughs> process because we're both like taking it all in, you know, and, and witnessing each of you share your journey. It's, it's, I can, I can feel the many moments of, you know, as we talk about it, it's one thing, right, to go, oh, it was a challenge or it was this, but I can feel the, the depth that you both went throughout. Yeah. And I can imagine, you know, Steve, just in, in your position, being the, the parent, being a father and like the, the desire to create that relationship with your daughter and feeling that like intensity at times, like I can feel that, whew. I'm not a parent, but I can put myself in that moment of like, whoo, that would be really, really big and vice versa. Like as the daughter feeling like, ah, oh, I really want this with my dad. And I'm curious if you can both share, like speak to that. Like if somebody's in that position right now and maybe on the verge of like, I don't even want, like, is it even worth going back in to try to repair? Is it worth going back in to try to like, Cause I definitely had moments like that with my dad where I was like, I'm not even going to bother, you know, and then coming out of that and back in it and stuff. And if somebody's kind of in that space now, what would you say to them? Well, I would say it's always worth it to start. Yeah. You know, you never know where it's going to go but you know where it's going to go if you don't take any action. And so I think for us, one of the things that was really key is that a, the, the intense desire and b our personal commitment to our own growth. You know, I was, I was a, I was a guy that was not really very connected to my feelings that I was, I was a very intellectual head-based person um, for frankly, the majority of my life, to be honest. And, you know, that worked for a while, um, but that doesn't work when you want to go deeper in an intimate relationship or in a parental relationship. And, and that was a bit of the struggle that I had with Kira is Kira wanted me to go deeper than I was able to go. Mm. and and I knew that and I could feel that and I wanted that and and I wanted that for me and I wanted that for both of us and I wanted that for my relationship with Tammy and and that really helped push me catalyze me forward to keep working on myself and doing my own personal journey and and so that leads me to your question, which is, I, A, I think it's always worth it. And B, I think we also have to realize that um, regardless of the state of the relationship, we own our role in where that's at. We need to take responsibility for that. And that's not always easy to do. And taking responsibility and then, and then thereafterwards taking action right to to make a change and both of us were strongly committed to our own journeys and i think that was the huge part that that made the change because you know we we tried a couple different things almost like relationship counseling and and i'm not being uh, i'm not trying to generalize here but 
because I've done that as well. But um, at the end of the day, to me, the, the issues in the relationship are a function of the individual issues. If we focus on trying to deal with the relationship and not the individuals in the relationship, we're, we're, we're not working at the root cause. We're not working at the core issue, right? We're bringing things into this relationship. And I was bringing stuff into my relationship with Kira. And, um, and so I recognized I needed to do the work. I needed to do my own work. And so, so my guidance is A, it's always worth it. Um, B, take some responsibility for where things are at, even if it doesn't feel like it's you. It takes two to tangle, as they say, right? I mean, mm -hmm. you know, we don't get to where we are without you contributing to it. Um, and, then, and then finally, if you really care and you really desire it, it's worth the work. Yeah. Right. And, you know, and, and I feel like, you know, I know, I mean, I, I, our, our, the way I feel about myself and the way I feel about our relationship. Yeah. It's absolutely worth the work. Mm -hmm. I hear Don't that. give up. Don't give up. It's way, 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 way too important. Yeah. Were there any moments in your guys' journey where you felt like, ooh, this might not happen? Like, were there moments where you were like, ooh, <laughs> this is feeling very messy? <laughs> and, and is it salvageable? You know, because I think sometimes when we have those moments, I've noticed this in romantic relationships in my life. I've, I've gone to that place of like, ooh, I don't know if this is going to be able to get back on the tracks. And then I think a lot of people give up at that point and they they miss the the kind of you know climax of the journey when everything sort of sorts itself out I think it's reassuring sometimes for people to hear hey it gets to a point where you might want to actually throw in the towel and when you keep going it it the, the the beauty that's available and the peace that's available in that relationship is so worth it you guys heard me jump in on that <laughs> So, yeah, just, just to kind of just piggyback a little bit on what my dad said before, the, you know, the personal journey and that line that he brought up um, when he went on his own, that week-long retreat, the work you do on yourself is the greatest gift that you can give to your kids. He told us, like, he, he sat me and my brother down and he told us that exact, like, the same way he remembers that, like, it's etched in him forever, it's etched in me and my brother forever. Like, that is... Again, there's vivid moments where I can go like teleport directly to where things happened and where things were shared. And I remember exactly that moment. Um, and I think that line also was a big catalyst for me of these are all opportunities for me to deepen, you know, into my own journey. And especially the one where, you know, I felt like I was losing him and how do I coexist with having a really strong bond with my dad and also him having a partner, um, that was a big, you know, that's a worthiness thing for me. That's a, an abandonment thing for me. That's a, it's a big wounding for like the only girl in the family. Yeah. It's like that only girl kind of catalyzed that a little bit more. So, um, 
Yeah, I just want to touch on that, that that line specifically not only served him, but it served me as well. I mean, it was a choice that I made, right? Like my brother went on his own path. I went on my own path, but um, you know, it, it really, I saw him doing the work and I was like, whoa, like there's something, there's something here. Um, so fast forward, were, were there any moments where you're just like, yeah, I don't know about this. There were many, honestly, uh, if I'm being brutally honest, there were many where, um, you know, the times that I wasn't speaking, we weren't on speaking terms or the times where I wasn't, you know, I didn't feel welcome in the house. There, those are times where I a little bit went completely hands off. And it was more of, I'm not giving up, but I'm giving this space to reorganize. I'm giving this space without me intervening, without him intervening. I'm giving like almost like the natural evolution. I'm, I'm giving it up to God to do its thing. And um, I think there's a really big distinction between throwing in the towel and trusting in the spaciousness. And I think that that's, you know, throwing in the towel to me means that I've come, I've given up on both of us, but holding the desire while giving, you know, the desire to have a relationship while giving the relationship space is very different. And, um, and I, and it's that piece that my dad shared where I wanted to drop into his feelings. It was like, I was such this like feeling girl <laughs> and always wanting him to see me and meet me, you know, in, in that space. And growing up, I didn't, I took that personally. I, I took that as my dad can't see me. Yeah. When it, it wasn't that it was just like, he wasn't accessing that within himself, but I didn't know that at the time. And so it was all of those moments where I just allowed myself to take a step back to really look at what was going on to kind of like give the relationship up to the divine and be like, okay, like this is going to rearrange. It was in those moments where I didn't throw in the towel, but I allowed the relationship to breathe where I could see that dynamic. You know, I could see what was really happening. I could take both of us personally out of it. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, no, this is, this is for us. This is, this is for our greater good. This is, this is what we need in order to, to move beyond this. Um, so yeah, I just, you know, for the listeners, that was a very long winded story, but for the listeners who are tuning in, I would just say that, you know, there, there's a really big, um, there's a big distinction between giving up and saying that I don't trust myself or I don't trust the other person to show up and move through this um, and giving it space to just rearrange and let like the truth come out there. There's a, there's a huge, you relate to the relationship so differently. And I can honestly say, I don't think, well, I don't think, I know that we never got to the place where we're like, yeah, I give up. Like, this is just not gonna work. Yeah, I just, I want to echo a couple of things or respond, I, sh I guess, really um, to what Tira said, you know, I feel like initially she, her evolution in her journey was really, was pretty fast at, at such a young age. And, you know, when there were times where, as she spoke, where we, and most often Kira chose to step away, not speak, not engage. And 
you know, and it's interesting to hear from her perspective that she felt like this was kind of an opportunity, you know, to have the divine step in and, and, and let things naturally move forward. Whereas me in those moments were trying to reach out and pull them back together. I needed to fix this. Right. So initially that was my go-to was I needed to fix this. Um, I was the guy who would always solve things. Right. So this was an unsolvable thing for me. And it was like frustrating as hell. Um, and, and, and it was through my own, again, through my own personal work that I started to feel and realize that, you know, this is truly part of it because I'm not ready. I'm not ready yet. You know, I'm not at a place where I'm really heartfelt, where I can really open up, really be vulnerable, um, really connect to her, see her where she's at. And, um, and that was hard. That was hard for me to, to kind of sit seemingly using a sporting analogy, sit on the sidelines, right. And uh, kind of let the game play in front of me and not participate. It was hard, right. The game that I needed to realize I was playing was my own game. And that was the important game for me to play so that we could then ultimately play the game together. Yeah. I can't help but notice the, the immense growth that happened simultaneously together and separate, you know, from your relationship, which is such a, I'm celebrating that so massively as an outsider, just witnessing you because I know that that's not always the case for people. And, and also like, what a gift that you've both been in each other's lives. I really, really, truly, it's just stunning to witness because I mean, you, you hope to have these relationships with your parents. I mean, I didn't have this relationship with my father, definitely, but I do with my mom. And, and so I can see that, that the sacredness of that. And like, I, to use one of Kira's words, the portal of that, like the, the parental relationship can be such a beautiful portal and reflection and mirror. So it's just stunning to hear your guys' journey. I really appreciate you sharing it so vulnerably and openly. And, um, and I'm curious, like if there's anything that, that feels like it was left unsaid in this conversation, maybe something you were surprised by, something that you want to say to each other, it could be anything. I just want to open up the space to really honor whatever wants to be said for both of you. Take your time with that. No rush, <laughs> I promise. Stop the bigness on us. <laughs> you know, just the big question. <laughs> anything you want to say? Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. It doesn't have to be, but I just wanted to check because I realized we also had a really big conversation. This is, it's, it's a lot to share your history too. And I just really want to respect and honor that. You know, I, I do want to, uh, let me share a couple of things and I appreciate you asking Stacey. It is, it's, you know, this, this is, I think a really, you know, from, from a dad's standpoint, from a parent's standpoint, I'll speak on behalf of a parent, not just a dad, even though it's, it is in respect to father's day. Um, there, there, there's nothing like a deep connected relationship with your children. It is, it is, it is worth all of the effort, the work, you know, the ups, the downs, the hardships, the, the tears. Um, you know, I'm, I say that right now and I, 
I feel, I feel the tears myself. Um, you know, it, it is uh, such a profound gift. It is such a profound gift. And like all gifts, they don't come easily. You know, the deepest ones, the, the most meaningful ones, the most heartfelt ones, um, you know, truly take effort. And, um, and it has been a lot of years and it has been a journey. Um, but it is, it is well, well worth it. And, you know, I would just encourage all dads, all parents, it's never too late. It's never too late. Right. And, um, you just, you're, you know, follow your heart, you know, follow your heart, you know, your heart deeply wants a, a relationship with your children, you know, do what you need to do. I, I would totally, um, second that agree with that amplify that actually that's what i want to do is amplify that um especially the point of it's never too late i think that's you know wherever you are in your journey with your mom or your dad or your parents um and no matter what the relationship is at in this present moment um you know i really I really kind of tune into like, what is, what is the deeper meaning? Like they, they are our parents for, for a reason. And I truly, truly believe that. Um, and I think it's like when you can see beyond where it might be, you know, where it might be in a beautiful place or where it might not be in a not so beautiful place. Um, it's, it's all here for both of you. And, and that's what we really tune into is like, I don't think I would have grown into truthfully into like woman, this might sound a little bit weird, but into womanhood, if I didn't have the experience that I did with my dad, you know, like if I, if I wasn't called forward in such profound ways and fast, you know, I feel like there was a lot of fast growth. Um, I don't, I don't think I would be where I'm at right now because, you know, it, it really, it shaped me as, as a human. And I know it shaped him as well. And I, and I think that that's such an important piece. It's like, we can be so quick and easy to judge, you know, where it is in our life, like the relationship and that, oh, they're just our parents. But, you know, I would just encourage everyone to kind of like flip that around and see it as like, yeah, they're, they're just your parents. Like they're, they're a golden piece to your journey. And, um, I honestly believe that our parents want that same connection that we want. Like we, we are all just craving, craving to be so deeply connected to each other. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what I would say. And I obviously love my dad more than anything. He's like literally the person that talk about open book. Like he's probably the one person in my life that I will literally tell anything and everything to now. Oh, thank you, sweetheart. And I love you deeply as well. And I, I would just close it by saying, you know, I love your point because part of my motivation is the relationship that I had with my parents is, I think I shared this with you around seven or eight. I, I, I said to myself, you know, I never want to be like my dad. And I'm not saying that in a derogatory way because I love my dad. Um, 
deeply he's, he's passed um, now, but what I meant in that was the feeling that I didn't feel like I had a close relationship with my dad. I never felt like I had a relationship with my dad and I never wanted that with my children. Right. Um, and thankfully I don't. So it's, you know, I, I'm super, super grateful. And thank you, Stacy. I really appreciate the opportunity for us to, to share a little bit and, uh, and honestly to, to at least from my standpoint, feel like it just, uh, deepens our connection yeah oh I had to wipe a few tears throughout this conversation because I felt just both of your hearts and just honoring and witnessing your journey that you've been on and I love what you both said about parenthood and that connection and um, yeah, just such a, such an opportunity. I feel like I really learned a lot just listening to both of you today about the willingness to have those uncomfortable conversations too, like the, to keep going back in. I think sometimes, and I can see this in my own journey, like taking parents for granted or being like, like what you said, Kira, they're just your parents, you know, and that kind of thing. And I think like you said, and you both said at different points in the conversation, we're craving that. We all want that to like lean in and really cultivate those deep, those deep conversations and relationships. So yeah, I, um, I was reminded of so many things as we were talking through this, because I, I think as we do, we share a lot about our parent relationships. I think a lot of people have learned so much from this, right? And um, just such a beautiful example. And I, what I love about podcasting, I'm just, I always just have a moment about podcasting <laughs> is that we had to have this conversation. Now this will just exist like part of your journey in the world. And I just really encourage whatever point in time that you're listening to this conversation of Kira and Steve, um, that I'm sure you can find them somewhere in, in, in the universe, in the webs somewhere to share how their, how their conversation impacted you. And, um, I know as somebody who's been on lots of podcasts too, that it can be really impactful just to hear from people. Like if you really received something for yourself or you just want to thank them for having this conversation and sharing so openly, um, please do so. It's always really nice to hear that there's real people on the other side of these shows. So and just a little hint we might be having well Kira's definitely coming back on the show because she just she's she just belongs here <laughs> I can't have, stay away we can't we can't it's like a quarterly thing <laughs> she comes back on um so much new wisdom to drop and also Steve Dengate who happens to have many other things besides being a phenomenal father uh is going to come back on the show and hopefully share more of his wisdom and and learnings as well because i know he has much to share around our relationship with money and and just i'm sure many things that we'll discover because you you shocked us with lots of wisdom bombs today steve so <laughs> look forward to more awesome. i just yeah such a deep respect and honor for your journey i so appreciate you guys coming on here and sharing i really really do thank Thanks, you stacy yeah honestly very it's it's been a beautiful experience for me and I, you know, I really, uh, really honor you having us on. Yeah. Thanks for honestly just opening up that door for us. I think this has been truthfully, this has been like a little, a little flame inside both of us. So this would be a really beautiful journey to share. We just, 
we didn't know when, how, who, where, any of it. And so you really just kind of were like, yeah, you two, you're, you're going to share. <laughs> so thank you for, uh, for totally prompting that within us. Oh, yeah. And I hope that you continue to share. I feel like, like I said at the beginning, it's such an important conversation. I feel like even if somebody's listening to this and they just hear one point that has them go out and have that dialogue with their their parent or their aunt or anyone, right? Um, I feel like that that just that changes the world, you know, in so many ways when we have when we're willing to go and have those deeper dialogues and work through and yeah. So much, so many good points. I can't wait. Okay. <laughs> you guys might have to come back on again soon. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'd love to do it. Love to do it. We'll, we'll pick a point in your history and we'll go even deeper, get yeah. juicier in there. <laughs> Great idea. Uh, so much love. Okay. Thanks so much, guys. Thank Thanks. you, Stacey. All right. How's your heart? How are you through this whole first part of the episode journey because I asked you guys on Instagram if you wanted this in two parts and y'all voted like 75% of you voted to have it in one long journey. So here is the second part of this episode. It was recorded on the same day within minutes of when we finished. We decided, whoa, wait a second. We didn't mention these things. Let's go deeper. We, you know, it just felt right to keep going. And that happens sometimes. You know, when you have these conversations, especially when you're sharing your story for the first time or just the magnitude I'm sure you were feeling in this conversation, it just went deeper. So here's the second part of this episode where we discuss even more in detail about certain people who played a role in their journey and how they moved through that together. So we had this, uh, as we do when, you know, when you complete something and then you, you reflect back, it's like we live forward, but learn backwards. I, I, uh, was kind of checking in with myself. Like, was there anything that I skimmed over? Was there anything that we wanted to go deeper into? And then you both brought up this point. So let's, let's bring this back into the dialogue. Something that you felt was such an important part of the journey too. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, the, the piece of growing up and having this really strong bond with my dad, you know, one, okay. So one being the only girl really in the family, I mean, I had an older brother, my dad has a brother as well. So I have an uncle, you know, from his side. Um, and then on my mom's side as well, it was all guys. So there was a little bit of this, um, this like jealousy thread, that came and that was laced in um, the dynamic in the family. Um, And that I felt, you know, growing up, I felt this quite a bit. And I'll touch upon what I said earlier, where our strong bond um, felt like it threatened a lot of people around us and people around us, meaning people close to us. And one of them was my dad's mom. So my grandma, um, she, you know, we, we love her and she's, she's passed. Um, but she, you know, she was hurting inside. She had a very troubled upbringing and which also reflected into my dad's upbringing. Um, and that he has his own story about that. So, you know, and then unfortunately that carried down into the next generation of her grandchildren and we were her only grandchildren, um, myself and my brother. And, 
you know, there's this big piece in this journey of not talking um, and not being really associated with my dad um, that, you know, she kind of laid the hammer down um, in one situation and it was a cut off from the family type vibe. And I won't go into the full detail of why or what happened there, but essentially this was a, this was a, a turning point where I wanted, you know, and I was, I was what dad, 16, seven, 15? Mm, I'd say 15, probably. 15? It went on till, yeah, 14 or 15, because it went on for about three or four years, right? So, yeah. 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 So, so I was young. I was still, I was in my, I was still in puberty. <laughs> I was still figuring myself out, but, you know, there is this piece, um, uh, I, started dating someone and whatever her reasoning was, whether it was the jealousy of me and my dad's relationship, you know, that is neither here nor there, but I basically was cut off from the family for her reasoning, whatever her reasoning was. And, you know, I was, I was young, I was still figuring this life thing out. And it was in that moment where, you know, as, as a little girl and as like, my hero, right? Like dad being my hero, it was like my desire was him coming in and kind of like playing that savior role again, like being the 14 year old, 15 year old little girl. And I didn't feel that from him um, because it went on for year after year after year where I just wasn't allowed to engage with my dad's side of the family. Only my brother was. So there was a lot of abandonment, a lot of rejection, a lot of what's wrong with me, you know, bubbling up inside and not fully understanding why, like, why am I being rejected? Why is this just about me? Like, you know, there's so many questions going through my head. And so that was a big piece of, um, one, it's like, I created this belief that a strong bond with my dad was wrong or that it would be taken away from me. And, um, to, you know, I questioned myself. This led to a lot of me questioning myself. Um, as a, you're trying to navigate through life and you're like, what, what's wrong with me, right? Like that's the constant dialogue in your head. You're trying to figure out your own story of why, why are you the problem, right? So anyway, that lasted for, I think it was about four years. Um, and then, you know, my grandma got sick. She, she had cancer and and I reached out and I said, Hey, like, I don't, I don't want grandma to go like this. You know, I wanted, I want to mend this relationship. And I actually remember this too. Um, telling my dad, I want you to tell her at the hospital because she didn't want to see me. So I, I told him, I want you to just tell her that I'm willing to see her, you know, like I want to see her. I don't want her to go to her grave like this. Like I want to mend this. Um, and I remember the first time he reached out to her and said that she rejected it. She was like, no, she's like, basically she'll go to her grave without, you know, making ends meet with her granddaughter. And, and again, it was like a lot of hard pills to swallow at a very young age. Um, and I kind of looked towards my dad to, to solve it, you know, talk about him taking on the fixer role. It's like, I looked to him to solve it. Um, but it, every single which way I turned, it just brought me back to myself, like a deeper journey back to myself, a deeper layer of unraveling, you know, a deeper power and personal power that I had to really like dig deep to find. 
Um, eventually I did see her. I saw her, you know, a couple times just before she passed, which was nice before she left, like, you know, before she left us and transitioned. Um, but I think that piece of being cut off from the family, um, and feeling like I didn't, you know, it was like, where, where, where's the dad, you know, that like the hero dad, like, where was he in that? And, and then feeling like I'm losing him again to a new relationship. It, it's, uh, it took me for a very deep personal development journey very fast. And I think I'll, I'll leave it at that for you, dad, to jump in. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's, so my, my experience in the story was that, um, you know, I was not happy with how grandma was treating Kira and, um, because so much of it reminded me of how she treated me when I was younger. Right. And, um, you know, it was one thing when you're a child and there's nothing you can do about it. There's another thing when you're a parent of the child and, and it's like, okay, that, that that's not acceptable. Right. And, um, and, and so, you know, again, given the stage of where I was at in my life, you know, not being as conscious as where I'm at today is, is my solution to that was, you carry on with that behavior, you no longer see Kira. So that was my way of protecting Kira from being, how do I express it? Not being in that space, not being subjected to that energy and that behavior. And, and so I felt like I was in support of Kira. In, in doing that. Obviously, Kira's experience of that was very different than that because I would go see my mom and my dad with my son and Kira wouldn't come, right? Um, you know, we'd go out for whatever it was, somebody's birthday or, or, or what have you. And, uh, and I just said to my mom, you know, Kira's not coming until you tell me that the way you're going to interact with her is going to be different. And, you know, my mom was very um, set in her ways. And so she was not backing down. Right. Um, and, and Kira's whole experience around that obviously impacted her relationship with, with my mom, but it also impacted, you know, it impacted my relationship with Kira in a very big way, right? Because I felt on one hand, I was supporting Kira. She wasn't feeling like she was being supported. She, and I totally understand that now, you know, that she was being alienated. Um, you know, I think what she was hoping that would be, we just cut off from grandma. If grandma's going to be that way, then we're going to cut off from grandma, right? We're not just going to cut Kira off. That's kind of, not fair to her, right? But I didn't, you know, that's not how I dealt with it. And, um, and I could feel anxiety all the time. I could feel anxiety in my relationship with Kira. I could feel anxiety in my relationship with my mom. Like, you know, I didn't want to go see my mom. 
you know, because uh, it's a really unsettling situation. And, and like I said, I mean, that went on for three or four years and it, it, it you know, it was a horrible period. And, and during that time, there was many of those periods where Kira wouldn't speak, right? That was a big part of the times where we would have no dialogue for a month or two or three. Um, and, you know, that was super hard, right? That was, that was really, really hard. And, um, and, you know, the thing that I'm really grateful of is that Kira, when she found out about, you know, grandma's health, uh, she took the initiative to step forward. And I'll, and I'll always remember now the, the moment that Kira came to my mom's condo and, um, and I think you actually sat on her knee there. Right. So, so when Kira did, I almost want to say force the, the, the connection, you know, my mom did open up and, you know, she had some earrings to give Kira, you know, Kira sat on her knee and she had some earrings to give Kira. You know, that was, that was hard, right? That was really hard because, you know, it had been four years of a very trying time, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, she has a terminal dis disease and, um, and we had a very brief period of time to try and reconcile that, that period. And, you know, we did as best we could uh, in the short time that we had. And, uh, you know, thankfully Kira, as I said, was, uh, was not willing to allow that to go on. Right. And, um, and we both learned tremendously from that, but, you know, they, they were four hard years, really hard years. There was a couple things you said there that really stuck out to me when you were mentioning the, the experience you were having, Steve, and then Kira was having. Isn't that interesting? I feel like that happens a lot with relationships where we can have totally different experiences and we might oh, think, oh, this is exactly what I, I'm protecting her or I'm, you know, creating this dynamic. And then the other person's having almost an opposite experience. It's just so, it's such a great example of how we can't make assumptions of what the other person is feeling like you were like you were describing it's like i was loving my daughter and wanting to protect her and and she's like but i'm left out you know i'm i'm cut out oh my goodness right so it's such an interesting example of that because yeah we never know how the other person's really navigating it and i can imagine that was a big part of your healing journey too the two of you getting to move through that and understand where you both were at in those moments too. And that's huge. That's huge to be, I felt your, your like lioness heart in that too, Kira of being like, no, this is not how it's going to end. Thank you very much. I'm going to love you. <laughs> I'm going to sweep would, in with my heart. Thank you. <laughs> I would, that's a good point you brought up because I kind of wanted to say that. I would say that that part of me is definitely the piece that can create and can destroy. And I'll just be so mm. honest with that. Like I have a very, and that was the same thing with my dad's relationship, you know, and just kind of like feeling like, oh my God, like, <laughs> there's maybe there's another factor in here. And, and 
you know, there's, and, and I think, you know, I, I almost used to, I don't want to say demonize that part of me, but it was like that strong, you know, willed lioness energy that comes through quite frequently in me. I, um, I think that's really just like the desires that are so deeply placed in our heart that they just come through. Like, it's, it's almost like I couldn't, I can't just turn that on and I can't just turn it off. It just like comes through. And so that, you know, the same thing with grandma, it's like, yeah, no, she's not going to her grave without us seeing each other, you know? And it's the same with dad. It's like, yeah, no, we're not going to not have a relationship. You know, we're going to, we're going to try, obviously, you know, it, like my dad said, it takes two to tango, but I think there's an honoring of those really strong desires that are on your heart for a reason. And, and I definitely know that lioness energy can sometimes be a little bit much, um, but it's also the same energy that, you know, really has fueled so much beauty in my life. Um, yeah, and I no longer, you know, shame that or try and hide that, but I, I kind of wear it proudly as like, this is who I am, you know? Rightly so. And rightly you know, so. Dad is so Yay. That. Dad's like, yes, that's my daughter. Right. I and heard that. So. I heard that wo- woven through the whole dialogue, actually, of moments where you, I'm not going to say led, but maybe that is kind of it. Like you kind of led with your love and then moments where your father was like, Hey, I'm going to lead with my love. And it's like, like you both had moments where you were almost antagonizing the, you know, and, and, and like initiating the, the next transformation or the next part of the journey. Right. Like where, where Steve, where you showed up in that moment of like, I'm going to do my work, you know, like that's, that could be seen as that lion energy too. You're like, Hey, we're doing this. Like, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful to see how you both danced in that. You both had your roles in stepping forward. And I really appreciate you sharing that about your grandma, about your mom, Steve. It's like just to honor her too. And like who she was in both of your journeys. And yeah, family dynamics are massive. Hey, 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 listen, (laughs) (laughs) listen, (laughs) how do I say this politely? Um, (laughs) Every family has a story. We all have our stories, right? And we can choose to grow from those stories or we can choose to step away, right? And we can choose to kind of remove ourselves from those stories. And, you know, I think, and Kira and I think have done both. You know, we've, we've done both of those um, at varying points in time. Fortunately, you know, as we've, as we've grown, we've, we've recognized that the family dynamic is one of a wonderful opportunity for us to grow. And as long as we're committed to it, it's, it's a fertile ground for us to, to evolve and grow. Um, and, you know, and that's actually a nice little segue I just to try and close the grandma story for me is, is that, you know, one of the biggest things that I learned from that was that I knew that I was a pleaser, you know, for, for most of my life and, and primarily with my mom. And 
what I realized after the fact was even though there was a part of me that was protecting Kira, there was another part of me that was pleasing my mom by still going to see her and still bringing my son with her, with me, right? And not cutting my mom off. It was a part of me that just wouldn't allow that to occur, right? Until after the fact when I realized, wow. I mean, you know, you are who you are in the moment that you experience something and you, you know, you can't go back and say, oh, I, you know, I, I could have, I should have and all that. Not at all. But it, upon reflection, I can easily see how that pleasing element overtook my love for Kira, mm. right? That old pattern that was there, even though I felt like I was supporting Kira and I was in my heart in the ability that I could in the moment, the pleasing was, was bringing me to my mom, even though really we all should have been in support of Kira, Jason, me and her, and saying, mom, when you're ready to move, we're here. Yeah. You know, um, but it was just, you know, th there's, there's a classic opportunity, a classic illustration of how a challenge in a family dynamic in upon observation after the fact became this wonderful growth opportunity for us. Huge for Kira and for me and for our relationship. Totally. I think that's the number one reason why you said it's like, it's never too late because the wisdom always comes after the back end of that experience, right? It's like, you can't see it when you're in it, but after the fact, you're like, oh yeah, like they actually couldn't go there and that's okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, and there's just so much more compassion for the person. I mean, obviously when you're in it, you're like, what the actual F is going on? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like all of the wisdom that came on the back end of all of these experiences is is just testament to where we are right now. Yeah. You just brought something up for me and it feels like a really cool place to kind of land as well. You both spoke to this throughout of this, you know, this this learning and this, you know, like the after the fact, like you just mentioned, Kira and Steve, like hey, after I could reflect back and go, oh, wow, there was learning there. So it's it's almost like even if, let's say that parent isn't willing to to come back in and, and connect, or there's some kind of some, some kind of dynamic going on. It's like you can still receive and and work through and get healing. I feel like it, particularly I noticed this with family relationships, it's like we hold this resentment or the anger or the, you know, whatever the upset was. And it's almost like we can't get to the healing sometimes because it's like, we want that other person to acknowledge it, <laughs> you know, or whatever. But I just, I heard from both of you, even if that dynamic had been different where you weren't talking, it's almost like you could have still accessed some level of understanding. And I know that's easier said than done oftentimes, but, you know, to just acknowledge like, this is our work. You know, people are our teachers and, and they can be these igniters of these, these growth moments in ourselves, regardless of whether or not they're right there with us, you know? So, yeah. I mean, that is, that is, sorry, Kira, I, I think I jumped in on you. No, that, that's okay. I have something to say on that, but go for it. But beautiful observation, Stacey. Thanks, Steve. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful observation, <laughs> right? And because I, I think that's, that's bang on. 
you know, they are our greatest teachers. My mom was one of my greatest teachers, right? And, yeah. and probably for Kira as well. And, but when you're, when you're mired in the muck, that's not the case. And, but if, if we choose to step away and see it as an opportunity, if we want to be the ones who grow, look at it purely selfishly. Look at it purely selfishly. And even though you know that when you interact with mom or dad or grandma or whoever that is, that you get triggered, understand that that trigger is an opportunity for you to understand yourself deeper, right? And to figure out what it, what it is that's unfinished within you that needs some resolution, because that's all that's happening, right? Mom or dad or whoever it is, is just pointing a spotlight on that little piece within you that you know, that, that child issue that hasn't been resolved or what have you. And so use it selfishly, even if it's, even if it's not about having to do everything I can to solve it. So just take it on yourself and say, you are worth growing. You are worth moving beyond this. You are worth resolving this trigger, right? Step in, step in for yourself. And lo and behold, when you do that, good things happen, right? But that's putting yourself up there. That's, that's, that's not abandoning yourself because of some other mm. trigger. Or just sitting in the muck, right? Like you said, like, yeah. Oh, oh goosebumps. That's so relevant to just to, to sit in too, because I know that there's somebody in all of our lives where we're like, huh, <laughs> that feels mucky, right? But if we could just like lean into it and receive what's there for ourselves, regardless whether they will, you know, own it, apologize, take responsibility, want to go with there with us, any of it, it's like, we can still receive that. Oh, so good. So good. Kira, I want to hear your wisdom bomb on this too. <laughs> I feel like yeah. we, got, we got two here with wisdom bombs flying at us. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, it. no, I, I mean, I, I totally, like everything my dad said is, is bang on. Like I, I yeah. totally agree wholeheartedly with that. Um, you know, the leaning in part, it's like, this is where, you know, God bless both of us. It's like, this is where we have this. And I saw this because I saw it in my dad when he worked in the corporate world. It was like, and that's that line of energy that you're kind of picking up on, you know, there's, there's this piece within us where we can either be in like the waiting and like holding room where like on the sidelines, right. And like, wait for the other person to make the move or wait for this to happen. Or it's like, you like put yourself in this like holding chamber. Yeah. And that's where the resentment starts to build. And that's where the, you know, all the judgment builds and whatever, because you're seeing it, you know, you're, you're creating all of the stories from the sidelines, which is not really from the truth of the experience because you're not in the game. Right. And, and there's this piece and I don't know, maybe it's because I don't know what it is. Like maybe it's because dad was my basketball coach, who knows, but there's this really strong, you know, determined, ambitious, like I'm not going to wait for anyone. And that type of energy I think has also been the energy that almost like, you know, my dad says it's like be a little bit selfish there. It's, okay, cool. That person's not going to do the work, but what are you going to do about it? Right. And, and how are you going to keep playing your game and stay in your game? And that would always come off as like, well, I'm not waiting for anyone. I don't want to put myself in, in this holding chamber and wait for them to, you know, basically give me the green light to keep living my life. Mm -hmm. Not a vibe. <laughs> so 
that was, um, you know, I think that that was the biggest blessing in it all, right? It was like, okay, well, from my perspective, I'm not going to go see that side of the family, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to wait to live my life, right? And that was a thing that, you know, I saw my dad living his life. My brother was living his life. Like everyone was living their life. And I'm like, I'm going to live my life too, you know? And I think that's a big thing that honestly has saved, not saved our relationship, but, you know, that I it's not like there's this big resentment that we had to, you know, work through or whatever. There was hurt. There was a lot of hurt. There was a lot of heartache. There was a lot of heartbreak. There was a lot of emotions. Um, but because we were both committed to saying, no, you know what, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to grow and I'm not going to, you know, harbor in this waiting zone on the sidelines. Um, it was, I would say easier for us to keep moving forward together. That makes sense. I hope that kind of answers that. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Please don't abandon yourself. Yeah, right? exactly. And, ple- and please don't give your power away to somebody else or to some other situation. Totally. And that was the stubborn nature in me of like, I'm going to keep doing me. <laughs> I'm not going to abandon myself. <laughs> I am going to love me and you. Even yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like, that's where your stubbornness is a gift. So if you're stubborn, just know that it's for you. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh, so good. So good. I feel like there's just so much gold in, in life, you know, and just listening to your guys's journey has been really revealing in so many ways. So I really appreciate it. Was there anything that stuck out to you about this dialogue that you are curious to dive into more? Like just what we talked about today? Hmm. like any moments in your history where or moments and in, in that kind of brought up in you like oh I'm curious to actually go deeper into that and explore because sometimes I notice when I look back the reason I'm asking this is because sometimes when I look back at the journey from where I am today I'm like whoa I didn't even notice that mm-hmm. you know it's almost like your current evolution you can see things that you maybe didn't see when you were going through it or even in the years following I'm always curious about that with people. Like if you're noticing new parts of your, your guys's relationship that you're exploring now and who you are, um, it sounds like lots of joy and fun and play and openness. Yeah. You know, it, it, that's a great point, Stace, because I, you know, I do that quite frequently. I, you know, sort of look back at what are the key catalyst moments in my life and, you know, what happened? What did I learn? Where am I at today? How has that all evolved and, and shifted me? And, and, you know, I think one of them that, that Kira and I, we haven't talked about today, um, but we did touch base briefly on that uh, uh, earlier this week. And that was the time that I left my corporate world. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had been president of this company for 21 years. And oh, wow. um, I was, and, and frankly, was in that role before Kieran and uh, Jason were even born. So, wow. so all they really knew of me in, in a work environment was, you know, the guy that ran Anixter, uh, essentially, basically, right? That's my dad. Wait, 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 we're, we're just going to interject there. We knew you as like the dad, like you were the guy to us who like, he, he ruled the world to us. Like yeah. that was like, he downplays his like role as being a president. It was like, no, no, no. Like, 
you know Steve's walking in the room. Like you just know him. Like you'd walk down the street and everyone would know Steve. So anyway, Dad, we're just gonna boost you up a little bit because that's yeah. <laughs> so, so but I, I think the thing that you know, the point that I was trying to make there is just that like it was a huge piece in my life because you know, I was sort of at, you know, I'm, you know, I'm 50 at, you know, been in this role for 20 years, sort of at my peak earning power and peak potential in my career and everything. And, um, and I decided that this, I can't do this anymore. Like this, this is not serving me. Like my soul is deeply saying it's time to move on. And um, and I struggled with that, I struggled listening to my heart in that level of depth for, for number one. Um, I also struggled with how's Kira and Jason going to feel with this because, I mean, this has been such a huge part of their life, right? Um, anyway, I went through that and for about a year or so, it was a hugely difficult experience for me. Um, you know, I didn't realize how uh, much, as much as I would say, the role hasn't enveloped me, but the role enveloped me, right? And, and it became a huge part of who I was and my, my self-worth and everything. And so the year afterwards was really, really challenging for me. That move catalyzed my growth in a big way. And helped me get way closer with Kira because of my own step through that. I don't know what we want to call it dark night of the soul, whatever we want to call that. Right. Um, that opened my heart up that opened so much that I had been working on for a while. It just, you know, burst it, it open. And in the last eight or 10 years, um, well, particularly the last four or five years um, have been, you know, where our relationship has really flourished. And, and I think that particular piece for me and my own personal evolution, which then translates into my relationship with Kira and, and other relationships was a huge, huge part for me. And, um, uh, you know, and I, I, I look back on that as, you know, the divorce and that move were the two, if you want to call them defining moments, we can call them whichever term you want to use. I don't know, but they were huge moments in my life. Uh, one to start me on a path, which was the, the divorce and the other one to like, just move me way further forward. Right? Mm. Um, so, and, and, and all that to say, really linking it back to Kira, is that made a very significant difference. Um, you know, as I started to unpack all of what occurred there, it took me three or four or five years. Um, but since then, you know, it's made a tremendous difference in my life and, and with Kira as well. Mm. Yeah. I always admire those moments. Like you, I, I caught it when you spoke about it, like, when you just get, it's like your soul just whispers something in your ear one day, like it's time to go or 
this is complete now or what and like I'm so fascinated with those moments and I admire when we listen to them like well, you could have you could have not you could have <laughs> been like no, I'll ride this out <laughs> you know and you like you listen to that soul knock and that's so admirable I feel like a lot of people don't I feel like a lot of us are getting those whispers and to just yeah to honor that like and we're done you know and and not knowing where that's going to take you yeah right that's that's surrender right that's mm -hmm. really surrendering you know i i feel like you know and you've probably talked to so many people and probably experienced in your life and, and that is that when you do truly surrender and when you do truly listen and you do take action from that place things happen that you would never or could ever have imagined Right. I mean, that's mm -hmm. when that's when the universe really showers you. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, that certainly was was and has been my experience since since leaving. Yeah, I think I just like tiny bit um, not to drag that on too long, but I, I really want to just say, you know, dad speaks it is like yeah I, I listen to my soul and I surrender this is how he speaks but like I love it the, there's <laughs> like I just I just need to give some context to what that actually means like this is someone who literally he, he's at the time is 50 okay so like no one is really thinking about ret retiring at 50 you know in whatever early 2000s right like it's that was not a thing it was like no like you're 65 and then maybe you can think about retiring mm, yeah so this is like you know president of a company has been you know done very well for himself given a fantastic upbringing to his family and like in simple this is going to be simple superficial terms like he hasn't made for himself and mm. that he's at a peak where he can grow even more in that role yeah. So it's like, this is not just like, yeah, I listen to my soul and I surrender. This is yeah. like, no, like I freaking strip down to my soul, not just for me, but for my family too, because there was a calling that, yeah, there's something bigger for me. You wow. know, it was like, and we watched that, you know, and this is the thing too. It's like, it, we, my brother and I watched a movie, like we, we saw dad in, in the president role and like, you know, doing his thing, right? Like, again, getting his, his intellect phenomenal. <laughs> so he, he did his thing. And we watched him go through that, like, deepening, you know, into more of himself as he left this identity of being Mr. President and went into, well, who is Steve, you know, and who is dad, who is the person behind all of the glitz and glamour, you know, that we've both experienced. So yeah, I just want to give some context there that, you know, that was a, I didn't just leave my job. It was a huge thing where most of his coworkers were like, you're doing what? <laughs> like, excuse me, you're leaving all of this or you don't even know what, like there wasn't even another job quote unquote yeah. lined up. There was nothing. It was like a full on strip down and yeah, talk about showing your kids what courage is. That was a pretty, a pretty big move for all of us. So, yeah, we're just gonna give some bigness to that content. I love that you did. <laughs> how does it feel, Steve, to have your daughter see that too wow, and like yeah, acknowledge that she knows that how big it was? Yeah, I owe a lot to you, Stacy, to hear some of these things. That, oh. uh, 
that, that, you know, you, you wonder, but you don't know until they're shared. And yeah, that's, yeah, that's deeply touching, right? Because they were honestly one of the reasons why I was almost concerned to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But the flip side of the coin is by doing it, you know, as Kira expressed, I mean, it, 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 it helped show some courage for them and, and, you know, kind of lead the way a little bit, which, you know, I didn't know that piece of it. I, all I knew was that one of the outcomes of it was it deepened my relationship with both of them. Mm -hmm. Right. Which, Which was super powerful. Thanks for sharing, Kiri. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> You're like, wait a second. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> We're not just going to let that slide. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was so good. Oh, you guys are so fun. I feel like we just... I may, and if you're listening to this, you already know, but I may actually section this into two sections so people can really go on this journey with you because I felt like we did this beautiful overview of your journey and then we went, we dipped into other deeper moments and I just so acknowledge and appreciate you both for sharing this, this thing we call life. Yeah, totally. That's exactly it, Stace. Good for you. Love what you're doing. Honestly, love what you're doing. You know, you're bringing, you're bringing truth and you're bringing the reality of people's lives, the deeper part of people's lives out. And that's mm-hmm. what we need. To, that's how we grow. That's what we need to hear, right? It's, mm-hmm. That's where we want to be. That's where we want to hang out. Yeah. Um, sadly, that's not where we hang out all the time. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's so, so much more fun. What I really got from listening to both of you too in this, I so appreciate that too, Steve, because I I noticed throughout this conversation, I was like, I could do this all the time. (laughs) This is beautiful. Uh, But I feel like we, I I find this odd fascination I've always had with other people's stories is because it's such, it's our humanity, right? It's like, we all think we're alone, I think at times where we're like, oh, it's just me. I'm the only one going through these things. But when we hear other people's journeys, it's so deeply comforting and can give altitude and, you know, insight into different things that we deal with. And so even I feel like anyone listening to this who maybe doesn't have a relationship with their father or they don't maybe don't have their parents here on this plane anymore. um, I feel like there's still so much gold, even, even if that's not your experience, you can be listening to someone else's completely different experience and be receiving so much gold. So it's, it's just such a, an amazing journey we're all on here. So thanks for that, for picking up on that, uh, you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I want to share one other thing, which is please my do. shirt. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, I, 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 uh, no I'm going to show the nice shirt first. Okay. <laughs> okay you're going to have to describe it because we didn't do video for this podcast. Oh, that's right. Okay. So, yeah, that's so right. please so, tell us. Descriptive. So, so, so <laughs> the, shirt, the, the, the shirt is, life is short, do stuff that matters. Oh, and, yeah. And I think that that's what we've spent the last hour talking about, yeah. right? Is life is short, do stuff that matters. Don't get stuck in the mud, right? Uh, because at some point, if you do, there may be regrets, and that's the worst thing that you can have in life, right? Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's, 
this shirt means a lot to me. When I saw it, I thought, oh, geez, I absolutely got to, I got to get that one. <laughs> I have to wear that. Yes. <laughs> but, 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 but there's also another one. <laughs> oh, no. I love that, Carrie. You're like, but wait. <laughs> Okay, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything about it. I'm just going to show it up to, to Stacy and okay. Stacy can decide what she wants to do with this, if anything. Oh, yes. Uh, you can read that out all day long. <laughs> Dad was like, I don't, like, you know, because context, it's like I, me and Stacy were just like two peas in a pod. And then, but Dad's like, I don't even know Stacy. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Like, this is too much. And I was like, no, she'll appreciate it. <laughs> yes. And we like, swear on the show. And yeah. Yeah. Well, so I saw that shirt. And the, the shirt is uh, Fuck Mediocrity. Yeah. And, and I, I saw that shirt. And it's just, it reminded me. And I'm not saying that as a generalization to anybody else except me. This is a, this, this resonates with me deeply, right? Because I felt like regardless of, um, you know, career and all these so-called successes or accomplishments or whatever term you want to call it, right? That there was more that I had to give and that I felt like I was, I wasn't living at my highest self. And that, Mm. and when I saw this thing that said, mediocrity it so deeply resonated with me it's like damn you you've got more to give step Oof. up yeah right step up and um and and so i i i'm grateful for the shirt <laughs> yes <laughs> because it's a it's a little internal trigger for me right yeah well i heard that throughout this combo too it was almost like like, it's like, fuck complacency too, you know, like, don't be complacent, like show up and dig deeper. I just, yeah, such a positive and powerful message for all of us. Appreciate that. You're welcome. Yeah. We appreciate you. Yeah, totally, Stacy. Oh my Lord. This has been beautiful mm-hmm. beyond anything that I could have honestly en- envisioned, imagined, whatever. Um, you know, the opportunity to share, to do it vulnerably with my daughter here is like a gift beyond the gifts. Yeah. Um, and hopefully it's a gift to others who have an opportunity to hear it. So thank you for this very much. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. You both are so amazing. Holy moly. Want to come back on soon? <laughs> I would, the I would power of conversation, that. right? The power. That was always my vision when I started the show was just the power of conversation. Like trust the power of conversation because we can bring out so many things just in dialogue. So yeah, thanks for playing that with that vision with me. Appreciate you. And I really encourage the listeners again to reach out, to share what you, what you received. It doesn't matter if it was just a, wow, that was really revealing for me. I really appreciate when people just share how they were impacted by the conversation. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. So thanks. So Dave. Thanks, babe. I feel like we're on the tail end of a big cry. You know, when you, when you have a big cry and then you're like, ah. <laughs> literally. Yeah.